Hey everyone, we want to welcome you to the Floater Founder Podcast. This is a Toronto-based podcast featuring local founders across all markets. We are your hosts, Samantha Lloyd and Lyson Casey. We are going to be bringing you interviews with exciting and hardworking founders. They will be sharing their experience creating and leading a company. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, you're here with Floater Founder. I'm your host, Samantha Lloyd, here with my co-host, Lyson Casey. Hello everyone. And today we are interviewing Alexis Dean, the founder of Dovetail Community, Dovetail Event, and that whole brand around Dovetail. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you. So tell us, uh, what is Dovetail Community? So the Dovetail Community is a global community of women Uh, on the rise supporting female entrepreneurs. So we bring together women who have started their own businesses or co-founded businesses or inherited businesses. And we gather together twice a year for big events. And then we do numerous events over the course of the year. And we have an online community. And it's just an incredible army of supportive businesswomen. That's really exciting. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. And what are kind of like some of the services services or benefits that... uh, people can can get from uh, going to one of these events? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, There are so many benefits, and I don't know about the two of you with your business, but for myself, when I started my first business, it was about five and a half years ago. It was another business, also by the same name, Um, but it was a corporate team building and training company. And I was growing the business and starting to grow the team and, you know, filling out with customers and things were looking really, really good on the surface. And behind the scenes, I was so alone. You really, you know, when you start a business and you grow a business, you've probably heard this from other guests on the show, but you can't turn around to your employees and talk about some of the challenges that you're having. You can't talk about the fear that you might be running out of runway. You can't talk about things that are happening behind the scenes with your major clients, because if your employees feel like they're going to lose their jobs, you won't have those employees for very long. So there's a lot of isolation in being an entrepreneur. And for me, I started this community because I was looking for people that could totally relate to where I was at and who could help me Um, because, you know, all of us need help. So I really built it because I knew that if I was feeling this way, that other people would be feeling this way and that I could do something about it. So when I launched, the real intention was just to build a community for myself and for a few other entrepreneurs. And now the biggest benefit, I think, is that we have this incredible community of supportive women who are there for each other. Um, in every way, not just on the business side, but on the life side too. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you find then that the relationships that people are building through this community and at the events, those carry on beyond that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason we call it a community rather than just being an event. Um, We go from our, and we have since the very beginning, we go from our in-person gatherings to not only are we planning the next get-together, whether it's a dinner in the city or another pop-up event, but we go from those into our online groups. So our online groups, our private member groups are on Facebook, and then we also have smaller groups on WhatsApp. So there's a definite ongoing connection and ongoing support, which is really, really, really nice. And then we, of course, we like formalize that by having our online uh, workshops once a month and then our actual pop-up events where women see each other more than just that once or twice a year. What are kind of some of the tips and tricks or the overall process that you use to kind of get as many people to join the community? Is it, a, is it a social media push? Is it a lot of word of mouth? 
Yeah, so because we have two sort of distinct events, it's been quite different going from one to the other. When I started Dovetail, like I said, I was just building something for myself. And when I started, I really just wanted 25 women. Um, that was my goal. I was like, well, 25 women come to this weekend. And I just started reaching out to people. And um, I guess as a tip or a trick, my first group I built based on five pillar women. So I called them kind of my pillars. I didn't tell anyone about this. I'm not sure I've shared this on any other podcasts, but I had five types of women and then I identified a particular woman that fit those types. And then I reached out to them. And once I had them, and I did this in a matter of like two days, um, but once I had those women interested, I knew that I could then say, oh, so-and-so is coming. And would you be interested in joining? And once they knew, once other women that I reached out to knew that we had those five women or that we had a couple of women whose names they might recognize, they were more interested in joining. And they weren't like your typical influencers. I wasn't reaching out necessarily to like people who would you know, want to speak or, or want me to spend a lot of money on bringing them in, but just women that had experience in their industry and are really wonderful, generous, kind, and successful entrepreneurs. Um, and then once I had them in, it was so much easier going. And in fact, we went from 25 that first time to 50 in a matter of about a week and a half. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. really cool. Yeah. And talk about actually planning an event because you plan two big ones, the retreat, of course, in Ontario wilderness, which is awesome. <laughs> and then the one that's, um, in the Bahamas, I believe, how do you go about planning such different events and especially ones that are kind of remote from where your base is in Toronto? Yeah. So, I mean, they're two very distinct events, as you've said. And when we host our camp, so our camp is actually September 20th to 22nd in Ontario at a summer camp. Um, so it's called Base Camp. It's at Camp Tamaqua. And luckily for me, it's only a couple hours north of Toronto. So I have been up and down quite a bit recently uh, with my events team. And so it's not so difficult to work with their team on the ground there. Plus, you know, the wonders of the Internet. <laughs> We're in contact all the time in our phones. Um, and it's the same thing for the Bahamas. Like I was down there about a month and a half ago for about a week and working with the team on the ground there. And uh, yeah, it's nice. You build relationships with their staff and with the owners and um, you know, it makes it really easy to connect and, and plan things out. So That's great. Lots of fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like you have a, a lot on your plate going on. How, how do you go about managing your time and, and kind of uh, all the, the process for that? Yeah, I'm sure. Have you heard a lot about people's morning routines? <laughs> Are you a little over the morning routine? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone and their dog is like, well, I get up and I meditate and everything is zen and peaceful. Yeah, I mean, I aim to do that. But usually I try to get at least like two minutes just lying in my bed when I wake up. And that sometimes is what I get for a meditation. I really try to implement daily routines. And that usually gets me to about 11 with my routine you know I block I do time blocking in the mornings I block off my calendar so I can't be stuck in meetings and calls and not getting the work work done that I need to get done um but after about noon hour things sometimes go a little sideways on the routine especially now because we're getting closer to our base camp event and we have so much going on um yeah the routine really gets me to midday and then I think like for the rest of it the way that I balance it is just knowing what recharges me and I'm sure you've heard a lot about that too but for me I get really really jazzed by all the women that I get to talk to and talking to people like you and really getting to like share the things that we're all most excited about so in the conversations that I'm having with our community members those really recharge me and help me to like balance some of that uh 
not stress, but <laughs> some of the challenges that come along with running a growing business. Definitely. Um, tell us, since we've never been, walk us through what to expect. For base camp, it is a weekend at a summer camp. And I know there are other adult camps out there. And some of them are awesome and some of them are not as awesome. And for me, you know, I've been a camper and then I worked at camp and then I ran a camp. And so I have a lot of experience in that area. I also went to a couple of adult camps doing a little research. Um, and I wanted to create something that was different than what was already out there. So base camp is uh, not just about having a bunch of speakers on a stage. I think we can all sit at home and watch YouTube videos. I know a lot of us do um, and listen to speakers or we can go to other events where we take our notebooks and we sit and we listen. But I wanted people to really build uh, real relationships and get real hands-on experience and workshops. So Basecamp is a combination of, we have about 15 workshops, we might be up to 17 now, uh, that the ladies will have to choose from. They'll choose in advance, but they can change their minds on site if they need to. Um, plus all the camp activities that they also choose from. So there's things like the zip line and the high ropes course, and we're on a beautiful lake in Algonquin. So there's giant Voyager canoes and stand-up paddle boarding and yoga class in the morning and all sorts of amazing activities. Uh, and then we'll have a few um, entire all-camp chats, so conversations with everyone at camp, so a fireside conversation, essentially. Uh, and then all the shared meals and uh, some surprises in the evening and just a really well-rounded weekend designed to help people build real connection and to connect with the material so that if you attend a workshop, you're not just sitting and listening, you're actually doing some of the work. Very cool. Can you uh, hint at what any of the workshops are about or is it a secret? (laughs) No, they're not totally secret, although they're not listed on the website. Um, And that was intentional, but we're starting to release them. And the idea with not just having people come because so-and-so is speaking was that we want people to come to connect with everyone. Mm-hmm. which is really nice but our speakers obviously are amazing our workshop leaders are fantastic and they're there for the whole weekend and they're not in some kind of a green room or off in their own special vip only cabin and they're actually together with the group they're staying with everyone they're at the dinner tables they're there so it's about the workshops but it's also about the real connection that you're building through things like making camp bracelets together or taking a yoga class together or being in a workshop so some of the workshops are uh, negotiation skills with one of North America's top female negotiators which is gonna be so much fun Um, we have a TED talk workshop uh, with one of North America's again top TED talk coaches Uh, we have a workshop on engineering brain orgasms (laughs) which is so much fun Um, we have a workshop with uh, the host of the mompreneur podcast who works with high-performing entrepreneurs who also happen to be mamas, um, talking about balance and life integration and energy management uh, in a way that I think we can all really get behind, especially those of us that are parents. Um, What else? Man, it's such a good selection. We have uh, a couple of more strategic, you know, operations side, um, strategic planning workshops. We have uh, marketing, we have branding and PR Um, yeah, there's a pretty good breadth of choices. So women are getting exactly what they need with where they are right now. Uh, Things on pitch practice. We have a workshop on pitching and a chance to actually practice your pitch or develop uh, your pitch a little bit more. Um, So yeah, it's good. Was there ever, what was the, in in the Dovetail founder journey, what was the most difficult moment for you and how did you kind of overcome that? Yeah, I think it's funny because it wasn't the first one that I did. As I said, the first one, it kind of came along nicely. Like I had my moments of doubt, but then when I filled it and when we had an incredible venue and I knew that I could really 
pull it off. It was pretty awesome. And then after that, I started to get a little bit of attention because there were women that came to that that went around telling everyone how incredible it was. And there were a couple of, of men that have been running events or, or communities like this for a while, and that drew their attention. And so one of them had me on his podcast, and it's a pretty big podcast, and I was sitting in the room with a couple of other uh, guys that have been running events like this and they're like how did you do it and I was like I don't know and for some reason like that experience was amazing but it also triggered something in me that when I went to plan the second big summit I was really nervous like <laughs> I was really nervous that maybe this was a fluke and maybe I couldn't do this again and it was actually harder to fill it the second time even though everybody had such good feedback and I'd had a little bit of attention from it and the word had started to spread I don't know what it was I think it was that it was in the middle of summer and I'm working with a lot of moms <laughs> or you know women um and it was just a different location it was on the west coast for the first time and so yeah it was it definitely sent me into a little bit of of well, a lot of self-doubt and imposter syndrome and who do I think I am and I'm nothing like these guys that are running these things and this isn't my forte and luckily for me I had a really good coach who I was working with who I'm gonna look at what I'd already accomplished in such a short time and really helped with that so Mm -hmm. and um, I know that you mentioned in a previous conversation we had about like the success hangover Mm -hmm. do you want to describe what that was all about yeah so uh, our friend Kelsey Ramston who is one of the dovetail ladies and she's speaking at uh, at base camp which is again September 20th to 22nd Um, she's going to be speaking she's actually the one who's talking about brain orgasms Um, but she I think she's called Canada's or named Canada's top female entrepreneur like three years running and she has a few successful very successful businesses obviously and um she went through this this idea of a success hangover and she actually wrote a book about the success hangover and for a lot of women you know they spend all of this time and a lot of the entrepreneurs that you probably interviewed spend so much time just focusing on getting to this like level of achievement of like okay I must achieve this success and then they kind of get there but what is there like what are you even aiming for when what is enough enough um, or they maybe maybe they were heading for a hundred mil and they make their hundred million and woo, but really is that going to be enough? And when they get there, if it doesn't fill them up the way they thought it would, they feel this success hangover mm-hmm. of you know is this really all there is or is there something beyond that? And so yeah, I highly encourage you all to check out the book. There's a full book on it. Kelsey is. Uh, really down to earth and an incredible human being and also very entertaining and funny and the book is both those things. I'm sure you get very stressful and especially planning events um, there can be so much to do and it can be so overwhelming. How, how do you keep yourself motivated throughout it all? Yeah. Oh man, I would love for you guys to do an entire episode just with these clips on like, <laughs> what keeps you motivated? I'm like, motivation, motivation, motivation. But um, it's funny because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately too on this, on you know what keeps other people motivated because I've been asked this question and for me it's something crazy and internal. I don't know. There's like this, this fire that burns inside me and it, it doesn't burn for everything. You know, it doesn't burn the same way in my other business or in other jobs that I used to have when I worked for other people. But I think that that fire comes from doing something with purpose, knowing that I'm really impacting our community members' lives or that the work that we're doing is really impacting their lives. Um, and that if I stop, that all these women won't have this experience and that perhaps you know the women that have have come away from this have told me that they've met 
their best friends, their, their closest confidants, the people that they really trust in the world, that they have them and that they have this community to turn to when things are really tough. And if I gave up or if I quit when things were hard, that wouldn't exist for them. So, and I know that we've done that for so many women already, and then we'll continue to do that if, if we continue to grow. Yeah, that's a great way to stay motivated. And when you're so busy, how do you decide like how to delegate, which tasks to delegate, especially with event planning, where I feel like you almost need to have a hold on everything because one little thing can go wrong and impact everything else. Yeah, so I just keep shouting out our dovetail ladies. <laughs> um, if you're an entrepreneur, check out Adrian Dorison's book, Run Like Clockwork. Um, Adrienne's actually my business coach and she's helped a lot with that. Um, she was my business coach in my other business. I didn't work with her for a couple of years. She actually came out with the Run Like Clockwork program. Uh, Run Like Clockwork is actually written by Mike Malkowitz, who wrote Pumpkin Plan. Um, so Mike's most recent book is Run Like Clockwork and Adrian really helps organizations run like clockwork so that there's not a bottleneck um, in the founder's role, which oftentimes, you know, we become the bottleneck. So working with her has definitely helped and hiring some incredible human beings. You know, I'm so fortunate. Not only do I have like the best volunteer team on the face of the earth, but I have a couple of really wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event coordinators. Um, the ladies from Our Forte, Ashley and Jen, they're just incredible. If you need event coordinators, you can't have them right now because they're with me. <laughs> but, but in between our major events, they are available. Um, so hiring incredible team members. I have a great EA. I have great tech support. I have an awesome social media person, people that I can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tiff, who's on social media, is just fantastic. I don't ever have to worry. She's like, oh, do you want to go through the posts? And, you know, I'll glance through them, but I never have to stress about it. And the same thing goes for our events team. So mm-hmm. I think that makes it so much easier to delegate, um, just knowing that they're excited about the work, they're excited to be there, and that you can trust that they're going to do the right thing because they understand your brand. How did you go about finding those team members and what's kind of your hiring process like? I'm still working on it. I mean, I have definitely hired people that weren't always the best fit. I've only been in business, um, in all businesses, I've only been an entrepreneur really uh, for about five and a half years. Mm -hmm. So it's been a process. But um, I'd say hiring through referrals has been incredible. Hiring friends has not. And really, you know, spending time getting to know them as human beings as much as possible, like outside of their work, getting together face to face whenever possible. That's why hiring remotely can be so challenging. But spending time on Zoom, asking questions about about life more than just business. Because for me, it is completely, you know, a value fit and a culture fit versus can you do the job or not? Um, because if they fit with our core values as an organization and if they understand the culture behind Dovetail and they care about that and they want to be part of it, they're going to do a great job because they want to be part of the community too. Everybody romanticizes the entrepreneurial life, but what would you say are kind of like the pros and cons of having like a normal nine to five and also like running your own business? Yeah, so the pros and cons of running your own business. Um, Pros are that I have the opportunity to create my own hours. Cons are that if I'm not careful, my own hours are all the hours. <laughs> you all know how this goes. It's currently like 8 p.m. Um, so yeah, it's the the danger of of running yourself into ground is is definitely a con. But on the pro side, yeah, I can if I want, I can go up and I can work from the cottage, or I can travel when I need to or want to. Um, yeah, they're just different to me. There are so many pros, like the fact that I've been able to build this thing that 
came from a dream, literally. Like it was, it was an actual dream that I turned into a reality and then I get to bring together just amazing people and uh, that I get to work with amazing people that I choose, you know, working in other environments. I wasn't always, you know, the best of friends with colleagues. You have a colleague relationship, but you don't always get to, to pick those people that you spend your life with. So yeah, there are so many great reasons to be an entrepreneur, but it is completely romanticized. And, you know, when my friends look at my life and they're like, oh, you're traveling to the Bahamas and you get to spend all this time in Algonquin and there you are doing these amazing, fabulous things. I always, you know, want to share with them and I don't always share it. I don't actually do it, but I want to share with them that all of this comes from those weekends when I didn't ever go out or, you know, there was a Christmas when I worked on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always living the dream over here. And there have been many trips where, you know, I'll go to the cottage with friends for the weekend and I work the whole time or I'm stressed or, you know, I did a trip in the spring for a friend's birthday and I thought I could do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. And we were literally, we were hiking up north and we were mid launch and I was on my phone whilst hiking, like walking along. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh that's how it always is. You there's give and take and completely. I mean it's yeah. it's I think for people if you want to be an entrepreneur it is worth it, but you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot and not everyone's prepared to do that. So but you have to, to be able to run a successful event or anything like that. So it's a good lesson for people, definitely. Um, do you want to talk more about the Dovetail brand? Because I love how the name um, represents something and yeah. things like that. And how did you come up with that? Yeah, it's so funny because like I'll get emails from people and they've separated like Dovetails. <laughs> or what is it? Ducktails? I think it's a show. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is close, but not so much. Um, so the name came from a random brainstorm session in a coffee shop with a stranger. I was actually going to present, um, at an event and I didn't have a company name yet. And I was like, what am I going to call this thing? And I was sitting in the coffee shop and I was like, just going to pull something out of the air and started talking to this guy. And I described what we do and what we are as a community. And I was like, well, we bring together all of these women from different worlds and from different industries and from different levels of experience because Basecamp really is for every woman uh, entrepreneur. And uh, and I was kind of just trying to picture what that would be. And he's like, well, what are you really doing? And I was like, I think we're like integrating people. Like we're really, that's the goal. And he was like, well, what's a visual on that? And I kind of clasped my hands together in this like funny way. And it kind of looked like I don't know if anyone's familiar with carpentry, but it looks like a dovetail joint on a log cabin, which is funny because we are doing this at camp, which is surrounded by log cabins. And so a dovetail is literally the tail of a dove, how the feathers overlap and interconnect, or the carpentry term, which is uh, how logs come together at the corner of a log cabin. And it's a symbol of interconnection and of strength and of solidarity. And that is what a dovetail is. We're an interconnected community of women that are stronger together than we are apart. I love that. The story is funny. <laughs> That's a great way to come up with it, like in yeah. crunch time. So for you, what was one, uh, one of the happiest and proudest moments for you uh, running this community? We have a picture of it, which is pretty cool. Um, it's on the website right now. But um, at the end of the first Dovetail Summit, like the first time I did it, and I think everybody experiences this until you actually see it happen. There's always just a little bit of self-doubt. There's like, oh, is this really going to work? And at the end of it, I you know, had cried numerous times over the weekend. I think everybody had at some point or another. 
Um, but I was saying our final goodbye and we were getting ready to take a picture and all the ladies were on these steps or they're all sitting on these steps and I was saying goodbye. And then our photographer was standing behind me and she said, turn around and put your hands up. And I turned around and I threw my hands up in the air and all the ladies behind me started clapping and yelling. And there's a photo of this moment of just, oh, we did it. <laughs> and it's pretty cool that it's on camera. So thank you, Becca. <laughs> Becca Lemire, great photographer team. Uh, <laughs> Becca took a great photo of it. And it was, yeah, it still stands in my mind. Like when I think about what why I'm doing this and, and what we're here for. I think that feeling of just being surrounded by such an incredibly supportive group of women, I want everyone to have that moment. And are there um, like certain women who uh, attend this event? What kind of entrepreneurial women are uh, typically involved in this community? Yeah, so for our camp, which is the one that's September 20th, <laughs> um, when we started it, we were really thinking, you know, my little team and I, when we planned this out, the idea was that we would have um, women entrepreneurs who were growing and scaling their business to come to camp. And that's what we started to build it for. And the more women we brought in, the more I had other women who maybe had already grown their business or who were at a, kind of the next level of success. They were asking if they could come. And I, you know, at first I was like, oh, no. And I had to actually turn people away, which sounds kind of ridiculous. <laughs> But I was really adamant that it was for those that were growing. And I had a friend actually say to me, she's like, but we're all still growing. And shouldn't camp be about the whole community? So camp is actually for women who are at least in the growth and scale stage. So they're past the MVP phase. They're not in the, I've just got a business idea or I'm kind of, you know, not really committed to it or not really there yet or I need input because I'm just testing out this new product that I'm not totally sure on. It's for women who are full-time or very close to full-time in their business um, or those who have grown it already. And the nice thing about it is that we put all the women in mastermind groups. So they're with a group of peers in their mastermind group. So if they have a seven-figure business, they'll be in a group with women who have seven-figure businesses. If they're in that you know earlier days of their business, they're going to be in a group, a mastermind group that has women who are at their level or maybe a couple steps ahead. Um, and they'll have a little bit more opportunity for support from those ladies. Well, I think it's time for rapid fire questions. Woo! Super fun. <laughs> so perfect. So what is your very favorite spot in Toronto? Ooh, Toronto. I would have to say High Park. I am not a big city mouse. I am definitely like if you can find me running in High Park, I'm in my happy place. Cool. And do you have like a favorite street that you're on or is it just anywhere in the area? Wendigo Way. Wendigo Way. Mm -hmm. It's really small. It's the bottom of these stairs that come off of Bloor Street. You kind of have to look for it and it's, yeah, it's just quiet and lovely. Yep. Um, so what's the best place you've ever traveled to? Mm, that's such a hard one. I, uh, I lived in, I've lived in a lot of different countries. I did about, I lived in about 10 countries in 10 years at one point um, and then traveled extensively from all of those locations. Some of my most memorable trips were probably surfing in Morocco. Um, I lived in Montenegro for a while and did a really fun road trip in Albania from north oh, to south. I, I'm Albanian. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. amazing. Yeah, this was cool. about never met anybody 15 years ago that. or something. Yeah. I mean, 15 years ago, like Toronto didn't have, Toronto didn't have real roads in so no. many places. 15 years ago, it was, yeah. There were like buggies and horses and we took this car, this rental, it was actually like a rental wreck, like this really dodgy rental from Montenegro. And we drove up to like, 
like the north of Albania and crossed in the border and then went on these roads like the we borrowed a wreck of a car and then it became like a complete dump of a car like I'm sure they had to trash the vehicle afterwards because we were driving like backcountry through rivers and the thing but it was amazing it's such a beautiful country cool yeah it's good to hear and uh would you live anywhere else outside of Toronto Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I have. You know, I came home. Toronto is home or, or the area just outside of Toronto um, because my family is here. But I miss the West Coast. I lived out West for a long time. I miss the mountains and the ocean and the skiing and the surfing. And I have family in Victoria. So I would definitely consider moving back there. Or Nicaragua or Encinitas or, uh, yeah, there's a lot of places. And um, what is the last TV show you've binged? Um, I haven't really binged it, but I... The Handmaid's Tale is the only one that I watch, and I'm a little, a little into it. <laughs> I don't know. I've never like been like on a diehard like binge thing before, but I, every week it comes out, and then I like, I make myself do a certain amount of work before I can watch it. So I usually get to it by like Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you get this chunk of project done, then you get this ridiculous reward of watching this like horrifically sad show. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss for the win. Cool. And uh, what's the last place you got delivery from? Well, I got an Amazon book today. Uh, the Value Proposition Canvas. A new friend told me to read it, so I'm in. <laughs> I love a good canvas. <laughs> and um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, my friends from uh, our most recent cottage trip will know. <laughs> it's Gloria. <laughs> and will there be karaoke at base camp? I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I did work in a karaoke bar for a while. So. Yeah. Who has been your favorite teacher? My mom. <laughs> my mom was a, a teacher for 42 years, and she's probably the reason I became a teacher. I used to be a teacher like, before I became a professional facilitator and, and trained teachers and things. I was a teacher. And she was, yep, she was her teacher self at home a lot of the time, too. <laughs> Has that kind of uh, influence how you've been able to lead? Has it helped? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. We were actually talking about this recently. Um, she's just a really calm person and I'm definitely not, I don't have her calm energy all the time, but when things are serious or when there's, you know, a lot of pressure on, I think that I become much more like her. And she always taught me that it was much more effective, uh, to, to lead with a soft voice and to lead with that energy than to try to lead or or take power with a raised voice or stress energy or any kind of like threatening demeanor in any way. (laughs) Who is the best boss you have ever had? The first person to come to mind was uh, when I was a teacher, actually in Montenegro. I had a really great head of school from Canada, um, and her name was Corinne, and she was just a Corinne, and she's just um, a really warm and welcoming and lovely person, and I completely trusted her, and I think that's also the type of leader that I aspire to be, is that someone that people can trust, that you can go to when things are really difficult and they're not going to penalize you or you know, try to, to use that against you in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And um, what was your very first job? Well, um, I said before that I've only been an entrepreneur for five and a half years, but really I started when I was about seven. We would make these bracelets with string and shells in them, and then I, I started getting other little girls to make them. And then, <laughs> and then my friend and I, they would work under the little hut on the beach, and then my friend and I would go out in Florida onto the beach and sell the bracelets. That's awesome. <laughs> Good little gig. Yeah, yeah entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. <laughs> the young age. I love that. 
Well, um, yeah, that concludes the podcast. We're going to say it once more. The event for Dovetail Basecamp is September 20th to 22nd. It's really awesome. It's got some great people going. We're super excited to go and do a podcast there as well. Um, so we definitely recommend uh, getting tickets. And on our site, you'll find a discount code for tickets for Dovetail as well. Come join us. And if you have questions, we can also put our uh, email address on there so you can hit me up with questions or find us on Instagram at Dovetail Community. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank thank you. you. It was fun. We wanted to thank you so much for coming in. We had such a great time interviewing you for Floater Founder. And thank you so much to our listeners. We are so excited to share more founder stories with you. Until Until next time. time.